0: The winner of this show is on this I definitely think people underestimate me.
1: And if you were watching closely, there was a clue. Got the million dollar check written already. I mean, I'm, I'm the winner. My
0: wife and kids have definitely saved me from my demons, my
1: nightmares.
0: Last time I played like a cop, this time I'm playing like a criminal. The past will
1: eat you alive, but the future will save you. But at the same time, it's uh, it's uh, it, this is a, a business trip, as I like to say.
0: Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a Survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe.
1: And I'm your host, Dan.
0: And today we are covering episode 11 of Survivor Ghost Island. That is, the finish line is in sight. And the finish line is in sight for us, too. There's only three episodes
1: left after this. Which is wild. I mean, it's crazy that we're at the final eight and there's only two episodes left, but... Yeah. I wonder if we're going to get another double boot, or if we are... I guess we have been tracking that we'll go to six is it, for the finale, which I never like, but uh, looks like that's what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, but I, I think it'll work okay. I feel like maybe the editing of this season sort of makes a final six finale work better.
1: That's true. Yeah, no, and like, I, I think similar to Millennials vs. Gen X, um, I went in... Normally, I don't like six-person finales, um, but that, that episode, I was constantly not sure if who was gonna end up winning because there were so many viable contenders in that six that i was like whoa it could be any of these people um and it's not
0: it's almost as if they intended it that way
1: <laughs> yeah it's almost as if that was their editing method um speaking of the finish line is in sight i could not tell you who said this i have no idea um, do you
0: i don't remember <laughs> okay i usually yeah. look it up but i don't know it's so obvious like i don't know if i really care I might look it up yeah, while no, we're I don't just know. talking about general thoughts and stuff. But
1: It's really a very kind of forgettable title for a kind of a cool episode, I think. Like, it,
0: uh, Yeah, it's something new they've never done before. Mm-hmm.
1: I personally am not sure about my thoughts on the twist. It's better than it could have been is kind of the way I'm viewing it. Um, I like that they split the tribes up or like split them into tribes. I do feel like they got the most unlucky ever with that random draw though, as they seem to have every time they've randomly drawed this season. It's just like the two most tight alliance majorities on both sides. Like it's not it's it's not even like it's three Navidi two Malolo each time, it's Dom Wendell Kellen and Sebastian uh, Chelsea Angela, who seem yeah. to be the like two threesomes of Navidi anyway. Like it was like you couldn't even draft a more pagan thing there. Uh, which I think sucks some of the life out of the episode. Um, But thankfully, like, Kellen malfunctioning a little bit, and, like, at least added some doubt to me, and I think we'll actually have implications in the future. Um,
0: Yeah, and they made the purple group's tribal really exciting, where this plan almost fleshed out that Jenna would vote for Donathan, and then Donathan would vote himself out.
1: I really thought that was gonna happen. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Um... (laughs) But, it alas it did not, and our queen died. Uh, I was so sad. I was so freaking sad. Like, this whole episode, when she started getting a lot of content and, like, not really great content, I was like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, for anyone who's a long-time listener, you'll know that I am the number one Jenna Stan. I think she's awesome. Uh, and her Ponderosa finally confirmed it, and now everyone's on board, by have, the way. I have not watched the Ponderosa yet, but I know I should. It's incredible. I, like, she really comes out of her shell as, like, really funny, it's not just, like, it wasn't, like, our casual observations, it was just, she was so funny they couldn't even hide it on the season a little bit, um, because she was just, like, what, I think it's top ten Ponderosas ever. Hmm, they have a fashion ad at the end. <laughs> like, like, a full Calvin Klein, like, perfume, cool, it was, it was dope. Huh, that's so weird. Yeah, like, you could tell, you could tell production liked her, and I think that's ultimately... When we get to her, uh, when we go through each person, I think there's a, a, for a long time we were like, why is Jenna getting this kind of good edit? Why is this happening? I think they just liked her. Interesting.
0: Because they're not afraid to ignore people. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think overall this season will be really interesting in terms of how it's edited. Because we have people who didn't contribute a lot to the game, like Jenna, who they gave almost constant content to, and then you have people like Chelsea, who seem to be a major part of the game, but don't get anything.
1: And I think maybe that's their new... This is my takeaway, is maybe this is their new, um, like, if you just go along with a Pagonging, and it doesn't even benefit you, and you're on the bottom, and you know it, we're just not gonna show you, because that's your punishment um this seems to be what they must be doing like because all these people are in the final eight chelsea's won two immunities like it's kind of hard to uh really hypothesize why these people are being so invisible and i think honestly it's just jeff probst is probably like you didn't make the big moves you stayed on like you did the opposite you did actually the opposite of what we've been preaching about big moves you clung on to the navidi thing even though it was doing you no favors
0: yeah um, the title was said by Dominic. Oh, okay, before. that but makes There sense. are 11 days left in the game. So.
1: Yeah, I imagine we're going to talk a lot about Dominic. This was a very Dominic-led episode again, uh, which was, I mean, this is, again, like to me this is kind of like a Dominic renaissance where I didn't really like him in the pre-merge, and now I kind of do, so I was fine with him having a lot of content in this episode. But.
0: Yeah, and it might be just sort of accepting our fate
1: as I'll probably get to later, but... <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, He's not so bad, if, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to touch on in these episodes, um, just in like, general thoughts level. Um, like, the tr- like I guess I was, I was entertained by them. Like, they were good. I still like this season quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people seem to be dipping on it a little bit, but, like, at least for me, I don't know. It might be that I really didn't like Game Changers or Triple H at all. Like, I was really bored by them, like most of the time, uh, so maybe it's just coming off the heels of those two seasons that I really didn't enjoy, uh, but this season I enjoy, so it high up for me, like, it's probably like middle of the road season, but like, to me, that's really good and fun.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I've done so much detail into it this season, but I really... I really do enjoy this season. I like all the characters, and when they do sort of not balance the editing like this, it makes me think there's something more. It's, like, why we think, what's up with Jenna, or what are they doing to Chelsea? And that's one of the things I like. So, yeah, I really like this season. And maybe it's just the editing mysteries, too. Like, why mm-hmm. are they doing certain things to certain people? I don't know.
1: I think, like, there is always something fascinating when somebody, like, a couple people take up, all like, so much screen time, and then it's, like, you watch as see who else takes the place, right? Like, in Rong it's, like, Ty takes all the screen time, and, like, Jason and all them. Like, like there's, like, a couple... Even Aubrey, like, there's a couple people who take all the screen time, and then when you're watching it, you're, like, none of these people are winning what's going on, and you're watching the backgrounds, and that's where Michelle pops out. But, like, I, I agree. Like, I think there is something fascinating when a lot of people are kind of... A lot of people are on, like, a similar level of under-the-radar. Yeah. Uh, I for do for think, sure. unlike Rong, one of these big people is going to win, though. <laughs> With that, I think that's our kind of thoughts on the episode. I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so every week we go through sort of the stories and narratives that we see throughout the entire season that are maybe added to, uh, if there's any sort of, like, continuing themes, whatever. Uh, we just go through each one. We give them a little name based on kind of how we see yeah. it going, the simplest way to describe it. Um so, first, we'll, I guess we'll start with playing with your gut, which was front and center in this episode. with oh, for Kellen. sure. Uh, first, we get um, Kellen talking about, oh, Navidi turned on me and lied to me and tried to backstab me. Uh, but, you know, my gut tells me to stay with them anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think we're getting to the point where maybe playing with your gut isn't optimal play. Because I would say it's also gut that drives her to
1: use both her votes when she didn't need to. Yep. And maybe that is our thing. This line was also attributed to Chris in his boot and just kind of him in general. He says he'll never go out with, uh, he'll never uh, play the game not trusting his instincts, which is pretty much the same as trusting your gut. Uh, and you, we all saw how that turned out. Uh, maybe this is a negative thing that we're supposed to be yeah. taking from it.
0: Yeah, I would almost associate it with Jonathan in this episode as well, because he was going to play his idol on Jenna, which would have sent him home, but then he played it on himself, which just wasn't needed, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah,
1: like, maybe there's something to, um, playing with your gut is more akin to being paranoid, Yeah, which I do think it's kind of telling us, and almost, like, the importance of keeping your cool is more important. Uh, I think is tying into this a lot.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. We're seeing Dominic who's sort of said to be paranoid earlier on is now really stepping away from that and saying
1: he has good reads and he does and it's reinforced in the edit. Oh yeah. And I think another thing is maybe here is the like the big difference is so playing with your gut is, is seems a new thing. You have to it as this after thirty-five seasons, you're still teaching me how to play. Uh, but in another episode, Dom, Dominic talks about how fear keeps you sharp. Maybe this is these are the contrasting themes. You can play with your gut and get paranoid, or fear will keep you sharp, so you never let your let you get paranoid. Uh, I think that might be what the season's telling us. We should be doing as Survivor players. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with that. Anything else on that? Uh, I think that's all my thoughts for this theme. Like, again, it's so t- clearly tied to the Fall of Kellen, I think, at this point. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would be... Another one that we often talk about is One Bad Decision, and we'll get to that later. I, I think this is... These are actually connected, and we had them as branching off themes, but I think they've finally converged. I think they're very similar at this point.
0: Um, I agree with that. I don't know if the double vote play will be really sold as her One Bad Decision. I think
1: it's just her continuing
0: to go back to Navidi as though everything is okay there when it's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think actually the the most relevant confessional to this in, in this episode for me was, yeah, like, Helen saying she trusts her gut and all that. But I think the number one thing that completely, to me, sold that this is not something we should be doing is... Almost immediately after that scene, we get a confessional from Wendell being like, and the best thing about our alliance with Laurel and Donathan is so many people here think it's Navidi versus Malolo, but it's not. And I think that is the ultimate dagger to Kellen's kind of ideology to really put it front and center that she is not a reliable narrator and she is this kind of goofy character they're poking fun at that we've kind of been tracking all season. Mm -hmm. Um, Is like, this is Wendell getting that dagger to be like, by the way, it's not that, and you're trusting your gut to a fault. Yeah, Put the eraser it. down. <laughs> I'm sure he said that. Anyways, I think next up, uh, I think we're kind of touching on it, and I, I guess this is something I, I should say beforehand, is because we're approaching the end of the season, a lot of these themes are going to start converging, and we're going to get a way clearer picture of what it means for this season, right? This is the final eight. Well, it will be the final eight. Um, so this is where you see how these things actually interact with each other, and what might be the winner story, what might not, not be. So I think the whole complaining Navidi versus best of all time Malolo tribe theme through the pre merge and even until now, it does play into trusting your gut, because Kellen couldn't see beyond Navidi Malolo, so they had to tell a huge story about Navidi versus Malolo. There had to be like a hero tribe, there had to be a villain tribe you know like they had to have these different things so that that storyline of over trusting your original tribe could be told effectively i think
0: yep uh yeah i agree with that i think there are some stories though that we might pick up on but they're not hugely important or just like red herring um i don't know of any at the moment but we'll have to check for those as well
1: yeah i think a good example would be like that the pretty people for libby right like I think often the most amazing Survivor stories do take place in the background. Um, I, I I think that's one of the things I love about the show is that they do really good foreshadowing. They do really good storytelling often. Uh, and only one of them is the winner story. And then there's, like, I think A Good Season has all kinds of little stories for everybody. Uh, even if they're not super front and center and blatant, if you pay super close attention, I think you can see that they are trying to tell the stories. Yeah, I'm there's... trying to think of, yeah, yeah, like, Kellen, I think for... Kellen tr- trusting her gut to a fault, I think, is an example of
0: that. Yeah, and there's always that one big story. Well, there was last season, at least, where everyone told their secrets, but Ben didn't, and that's why he won. So we're going to see probably someone who doesn't play with their gut is going to be shown in contrast to, like, Kellen and the others. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree with that. Um, other than that, I mean, it's... I guess for this one, it's uh, the complaining, complaining of Edie's first Best of All Tribe Malolo. Uh, this, I think, at this point, I... have There's a Malolo in the Final Tribal Council, and they're going to try and appeal to this, I think. That, to me, is where this is going. Uh, I don't know if it actually means anything. Because now there's not even a Malolo for their gonzo. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Two Malolos leave in this episode and that sucks. Uh real sad to see Michael go. Real sad to see Jenna go. My two favorites. Mm-hmm. I was devastated. Uh but in addition to that, I do think this jury is a lot of Malolos. Uh almost almost will be the majority. Like pretty close to the majority. Uh and I wouldn't be surprised if they have a lot of swing in the jury and that's ultimately why this gets hyped up so much um and also just to show why this one alliance does really well because it goes beyond navidi versus malolo which is i think ultimately what all these things are telling us is good players see beyond their original trap
0: yeah i think it's interesting how it did get to a point where the two malolos left are just donathan and laurel and, yeah, there's no, like, Malolo 4 or anything, and... But we are being shown that, even though Navidi won in the end, there's still these intertribal
1: dynamics at play. That will lose the game for the Navidis, right? Like... Yeah. Like, not only is there inter-tribe things, but the most vocal Navidi speakers are the people who are suffering the most from viewing the world as Navidi versus Malolo. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, I think it's brilliant that they actually pulled this off as a story. Cause I, I understand it would be hard to tell. Like I, I, I get why they have hammered it in so much because I think that's the only way you do it is you show in the pre-merge Navidi sucks and they're the villains and underdog Malolo is then you have a cool underdog story. And then your actual heroes of this four person alliance of Dominic, Kel- uh, Dominic, laurel donathan wendell Wendell, uh you show them being beyond all the negative people so they don't actually have navidi negativity because they never viewed the world as navidi versus malolo and i think that's impressive that they told it i love that there are players and i like that they're rewarding people seeing beyond their tribe because you can tell i think from a game design standpoint from everything they are not happy with like even jeff looks irritated when malolos keep dropping
0: Yeah, because there's so many good characters that we've lost for Malolo, like Brendan and Stephanie, now Michael, and it looks like we have duds on Navidi. I know Mm -hmm. we think differently, but yeah.
1: I'm trying to think if there's anything else for this. Do you have uh, any other uh, thoughts on the kind of Navidi versus Malolo overarching story?
0: I don't think so. I think it is interesting how Kellen keeps playing up Navidi strong, and it looks like they've pretty much won... It'll definitely be interesting to see where it goes next episode. Now that it's just Malolo's that are part of that four-person alliance.
1: Yeah, at this point, I really don't see how a Malolo leaves before the uh, finale. Like, especially if it's the final six. Like, I could see Donathan leaving like sixth or something, but like yeah. that's still in the finale. Mm-hmm. Um. So, to me, I think we're gonna get probably the two invisible. I, I bet it'll be Angela, Chelsea. Granted, I've been saying that for literally ever. <laughs> literally every week. Like, I'm like, Angela and Chelsea must go next week. What a blindside when Chelsea won that immunity. Absolutely. I must say. I was... That was the number one surprise of the night. I yeah. was like... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I, just, I actually got very upset, but we'll get to that when we get to Chelsea. Yeah, I think it's just um,
0: such a blindside now that one of Angela, Chelsea, and Sebastian for sure is making the finale. Mm-hmm. And I think and it, that
1: is some bad storytelling. I have a pretty strong idea of who it's gonna be, but hmm. yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, I, I, my, I guess I'll just say it. I, my, my take is that it'll probably be Angela. Um... Who, It was way more developed than the other two. Yep. Uh, Okay, next up is The Family, which not really sure had too much in it. I mean, you got kind of like mafioso Dominic talking to Kellen uh, and being like, no, like, there's no idol. Don't worry. Uh, I may not be a genius, but I can read people. And then you also got Kellen being like, they blindsided me, but I still agree with them. I still like them a lot. Um, so I guess that is kind of, like, it's still front and center, just, I don't think there was any real new development. I think
0: the part where Dominic and Wendell are talking to one another and they're like, if we turn on each other, we're dead, kind of plays into this.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Um, Uh,
0: It's a really interesting thing to foreshadow, where we've seen Dominic and Wendell as so, so tight. We weren't really even considering that they might turn on one another, but now the show has brought it up, so it's something. I think the
1: interesting thing there is Dominic talks about how he will turn on Wendell, but Wendell doesn't really talk about how he would turn on Dominic. Yeah. uh, Which is interesting. I don't... Okay, maybe this is a good time to have this little tangent. So Dominic in this episode straight up says... If I need to cut Wendell, I will. And Wendell's like, I think it's good that we stay strong. Nobody knows about our four-person alliance. We'll ride that to the end. We got this. I don't know if this is actually a good look for Dominic. I came out of this episode being like, okay, lock it in. Give it to Dominic. He's got it. He's even saying he's going to cut Wendell. Like They're even foreshadowing that. Uh, but I think that might be his bad decision.
0: Hmm. I don't know. It's so out of the blue that I'm curious. Yeah, to I where was it blind. Like how soon is Dominic going to cut Wendell if he ever does? There was that part from the earlier episode where Dominic talks about how he can blindside people and then explain it during the final tribal council.
1: Mm-hmm. But and we also have Russell Hans 2.0 over yeah. his head. Uh this to me was since the dominic renaissance is the first time i've been like dropping him a little bit again uh so i don't know we'll see how that goes i think another thing just for the family is dominic mentions his family two or three times in this episode uh kids uh and i don't think that's actually this theme we're tracking but kind of a interesting note
0: yeah i think that was a thing that a lot of people were missing from dominic's edit was that he doesn't have personal content And I think with him mentioning his own family, like, (laughs) multiple times, I think that looks really good for him. But you're right about him cutting Wendell.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, And it's probably, like, my take is it's probably not good to talk about your family when you're talking about cutting something that's been described as a family in the game. Mm -hmm. But maybe it is. It's kind of, I'm not 100% sure why I stand on that. Next up is this idea of fresh new life, the importance of recentering, uh, which I think at this point we can safely say is Dominic's story. He recenters after Chris leaves and has been calm ever since. Yeah. Has not been paranoid to the point where he can call idle bluffs. He can, that other people believe in, everyone else believes in except for him. He apparently just has the best read ever now that Chris is off his back. <laughs> uh, and I guess it's also somewhat Wendell's story, but not for a while. Uh, I think. Yeah, at this point, this is all Dominic.
0: Yeah, I think they've actually, like, shown a lot of scenes where Dominic just looks calmer... Like, he's just gently sipping his coffee, or, like, there's that meme now about, find someone who looks at you the way Dominic looks at Wendell. It's just gentler and calmer. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's super interesting. Like, I do love, like, to me, this season reminds me a lot of Token Genes, where, like, the Edge of Community, in like, I actually wasn't a part of it at the time, but seemed to be almost universally on Steven as the winner mm-hmm. until the finale, and then it's like, oh... I think it's very interesting, because it's like, I think we're on, and at least for me, it's like, is it Dominic or Wendell? Which one of these, which one of this bromance is going to win? And I have no idea still. And I think that's kind of interesting, because it's very Token genes where you know this one duo is going to win, because they're so complex, they're so much above everybody else. But, who's going to actually take it away? And I think that's kind of fascinating, anyway, like... Yeah, yeah, and then you
0: can see sort of other characters fall into place with that like laurel kind of looks like an
1: aaron mm-hmm. um kellen almost is the coach in this situation kellen is very close to coach i think <laughs> yeah that's actually really spot on and like all about loyalty all about obviously she's a little bit different as like an archetype but like they're kind of giving her the coach treatment of loyal to an insane fault mm-hmm. um yeah no so i think that's good for fresh new life uh In addition, we have one bad decision. We were both forecasting, I think, at least I was strongly, that this was going to play up big time in this episode. Don't think it did.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for it, but I don't think any of them really happened. Like, Kellen did make a bad decision, but and I don't know if you can show that as bad as they might want to at just the Tribal Council. But mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, think I think there's it. a
1: chance that next week we start the episode with a bunch of people being like, "Kellen messed up. She put two votes on Laurel. She's going out next. This is what you get for not seeing the alliance." I think that's a possibility, and this is her bad decision. I don't think so. I think she is going to make an even worse one yeah. somehow. Uh, and we also didn't see the iconic Doddithan idling idling himself out. Mm-hmm. We were robbed of that. Uh, treasure yeah, that would have been so good Especially that's never cool. happened before right like no one's ever idled themselves out right
0: um
1: i don't I think so yeah i can't remember a moment where that's happened like i've seen it in online games but i've never seen it in like actual cbs survivor yeah that's something that still needs to happen like last season we got the eliminated with one vote uh ben idol thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a shocking record that i was surprised would never happen before but this is a whole nother one like That needs to happen at some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't think this one was super important in this episode, again, because I think it was so... They needed to tell two really quick stories of how the person gets booted.
0: Yeah. And there was a lot of complexity into why everyone who could get votes on the Orange Tribe did. So Mm -hmm. they had to spend a lot of time there.
1: Yeah, and then it was just like almost unanimous except for Kellen votes. I really thought we were actually going to get a situation where, because of paranoia, everybody puts votes on everybody else except for Michael. Or like Michael (laughs) gets one vote or something. I really thought we were going to get something weird like that. And then it was just like, oh, two votes for Michael. Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So next up is different types of strength uh, and the importance of social strength and strategic strength and all that kind of stuff over physical strength, which I, I don't think was super relevant in this Yeah, episode. I think this one's
0: dying out, especially with Michael so going. Um, yeah, and like our immunity challenge winners aren't really relying on physical strength or anything. Um, I
1: just don't know if it's,
0: if it's an important theme or as important as we thought, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it's something that it's telling us that ultimately what we're supposed to take out of it is social strength is the most important. That'll probably be a final travel council theme. I think at this point, like, it's just going to be uh, somebody's going to make that pitch. Mm-hmm. And it might work, might not. I don't know. Uh, and that's the thing. Is like, one of the most complex things to tell the story of is the final tribal council, I think. Like, ultimately, why each person votes for the jury because you never actually hear from the jury. Uh, so I, th- I do think that's kind of why these stories kind of always emerge every season. Is It's like, you just got to tell the audience what the jury's going to be voting on beforehand so that they feel like they can play at home and understand what's happening. Yeah. But right. still be shocked or whatever.
0: I think we've had some tribal councils where it's been a shocking outcome still. Like last season it sort of seemed like Chrissy could really take it, but then she got like two votes or mm-hmm. like the ten or unanimous know, so vote for Adam
1: when Ken. And yeah, that's Hannah... a great example
0: had positives to them, but they didn't win.
1: Yeah, and I do think they, like, have... At this point, like, I do think they like having a shocking winner in that final three. Uh, like, I think they did give Chrissy a way better edit than they probably would have, even in the Final Tribal Council. Like, I think they gave her... Like, they gave her the good music, they gave her the, like, empowering speeches and all that stuff. Like, they... Final Travel Council's long. They could cut it however they wanted. Uh, from what I understand from, like, post-season, her Final Travel Council was a lot less good than hmm. what was on TV. Uh, and obviously that stuff she still said, but not maybe put together in as cogent Uh, And I think that is... They like it being a war at the end. And that's something yeah. that's important. So I do think this is probably going to be the major theme of the Final Travel Council. I just don't know if because it has been set up so much, but Mm -hmm. it really didn't advance at all in this episode. No. Next up is the little reminders paying attention, saying we more, being more considerate of other people. Also did not play at all in this episode, really. Yeah,
0: not really. I don't know if some of the banter between uh, Dominic and Wendell sort of plays in here, or is that...
1: Yeah, probably could, like, which was cute, but bad gameplay, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it's hard to say, like, I guess you kind of get it with Wendell being like, okay, Kellen, Will, or, um, okay, Laurel, you're worried. Don't worry. Well, if you need to, just vote out Kellen. And then on the revote, we got you. It's all good. Like, maybe that might be kind of tied here. Again, I think this is Wendell's story at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Is it's like, basically for me, it's like, Will re- Dominic recentering after Chris, or will Wendell? I think that's what we're going to get. Is it's. Maybe there's a chance... I don't know if this is a Final top Council story or if this is a the finale story, but I think it will come down to Will Wendell and his social game uh, win over Dominic and his strategic game. I think that is going to be the story of the finale, whether that's the Final Drop Council or just, like, the final six. Because I do think there's a chance we lose one of these people at five, four, six. Yeah. Somewhere along the line.
0: Yeah, it seems like they're getting to the finale, but things can get really twisty from there.
1: Yeah, because, like, there's no way that, like... Imagine Dominic and somebody else leave. Then you have Angela, Chelsea, two of Angela, Chelsea, Sebastian in the finals. Like,
0: I mean, I still think that's possible, weirdly enough. And yikes. It, Yeah, yikes is the word. But I feel like it's very much locked that at least Dominic and Wendell will be there. I'm thinking we're going to lose maybe like Helen or one of the Malolos.
1: Ooh, yeah, Kellen or Laurel could drop, I think. Yeah, okay. That that I agree with. Um. And yeah, I guess that's is a scary outcome because mm-hmm. it's very game changers where you have Aubrey and Troy's land there. Yeah. If this is like the editing method they've started using or like invisible people in the end, go away with it. please. <laughs> it's a terrible way to edit a story. Like you want to believe that, like, I feel like, so even before I was an editing person, before I paid attention to this stuff, I, I was always attracted by the strategic gameplay, and I think that's the thing that always kept me coming back, is the best, is the idea that the best people make it near the end, and I feel like recent seasons have been telling us sometimes really terrible players who aren't even worth considering at the yeah, end absolutely. make the end, and then it's just like, I feel like it puts the, enti- the entire game in question, because you're like, oh, this fourth- place favorite like terry Dietz. was he not as good as i thought was he gonna lose oh no what if he made it to the end then he might have been invisible like mm-hmm. there's so many times where it's like it i i really don't like when there are really invisible people unless it is like somebody who's just loyal to a fault and i guess they have a pro like it is difficult to edit that kind of like like i guess with Troy Zan it's like what was really different between him and brad they couldn't figure it out, I guess, so they gave Troy Zan nothing. They just invisibled him to make Brad competitive. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I wish this would die. I much prefer, like, Millennials vs. Gen X I am so high on. I talk about it all the time because the final six was all pretty, con- like, they all had content. You know what I mean? Like, they were all, yeah. even Brett was the least visible by far, but he was still visible. Like, he was still a character. He still had some good moments. I could still, in five years, I could tell you some a couple things about Brett. Mm-hmm. Could not tell you a couple things about Troy Zan's game. Could not tell you a couple things about Ch- Chelsea. You know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think um, Brett, even in a season like this, like, you might still think, or like, casuals might still think he has a chance to win. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to think, oh, Chelsea or Sebastian or Angela... Those people are going to win when they're just sort of pushed to the back.
1: Yeah, and I do, I I do know like a lot of my friends who aren't educators, aren't huge into Survivor have liked this season a lot less than I think more. It seems to be like hardcore people like this season, less hardcore people don't, uh, because they feel like they don't know a lot of the people. I don't. That's very anecdotal, but. That seems to be my kind of read on things. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a huge reason why. Like, it, yeah, it's cool that we do have, like, these main characters that we care about. But I feel like a lot of people, like former me, were mostly here for the strategic gameplay. And when you're telling us, like, 8 out of 10 people don't have a chance, yeah, I, I feel like it's hard to believe in. Like, even if you're not an educator, I feel like that's what the story is telling you, that Chelsea, Angela, um, Sebastian that they don't matter because they're not good. Like they're bad at the game. If you don't believe in educate, like they're telling you it's bad. They're bad at the game. We know that it means they're probably just not relevant, but there's not a huge functional difference in what those mean. So mm-hmm. if you're just a casual watching, you're just like, Oh, of oh, these people suck. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, do um you have any
1: other stories? I'm trying to think of any that kind of popped into my mind just this week. Um, I know Anthony
0: AnthonyD46 on Reddit mentioned overconfidence as a story. Um, there's a lot of people who have been shown as overconfident in various ways, whether it's, like, Kellen being overconfident about Novidis or um, he said Wendell being overconfident by not looking at, like, what happened with Desiree last episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one so much.
1: See, for me, the, the, the reason I don't like putting that one on the board is mostly because i do think the story of survivor as a tv show is when you get comfortable that's when you're vulnerable and that's i think the story of every season of survivor is you can't ever be comfortable you have to always be thinking. You always have to be on your feet. You can, humbleness is important. Like the uh, the mighty fall. You know, what I mean, like that is kind of like the story of Survivor as a TV show. Uh, so I do think, yeah, like you could go to Borneo and like Sean gets his come up and. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. every season has overconfidence because it's a very human trait. It's a very thing that is just the nature of Survivor. I don't think it's different. Like, for me, playing with your gut does come up in a lot of Survivor seasons. It's different because of its extreme focus in this season. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, I think on the flip side uh if you're going to talk about overconfidence something like Surviv- survivor samoa is about overconfidence so that would be a front and center theme for me uh but in this season it's just to me it's bog standard overconfidence is not good uh it doesn't really mean anything i think for the long term story just like and also that's almost always going to be a episode to episode story so like all of a sudden desiree's really overconfident in her spot in the game and she blows it up like people get overconfident they fall it's never like Someone's starting to become overconfident. It's like you're either overconfident or you're not. Hmm. I was thinking about
0: Survivor Amazon where like the merge is kind of this overconfidence train where like Roger and Dave think they're going to do really well and then they get voted out and then Dina thinks she has a bunch of power and she goes followed by Alex and then Christy.
1: So. Oh yeah, Christy gets that like beautiful confessional being like, I finally think I can do it. I have tricked everybody. (laughs) That's a good one. So um But yeah, it's
0: more of a thing where it's pushed to the forefront, just like playing with your gut or different
1: types of strength. Mm-hmm, I agree. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, uh, I do think maybe the importance of like uh being seen as a duo is very, I think, front and center in this. Like like almost like the power couple or something like that. Uh with Dominic and Wendell as like the forefront. But I feel like other stories kind of encapsulate that, like we do get Dominic, or we sorry, we do get Wendell talking about like you know everybody knows me and Dominic are working together, but you know what nobody knows about our other duo. Uh, like mm-hmm. there is a lot of um, like kind of duo talk, uh, but I do think that was even more front and center in Triple H, for example. Uh, and, like there are a couple of these stories, but yeah, like if any listeners ever have any ideas you think we're wrong you think you you think there's a story that you want us to pay extra attention to uh that we might be missing because there's absolutely a possibility that we just completely something completely goes under the radar for us uh definitely comment on reddit send us an email we have a contact form on the website uh, the winners edit sorry the winner edit dot uh wordpress.com right yeah that's right uh yeah. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes no matter what. Uh, so yeah, just contact us definitely if you have any ideas for themes or whatever. Uh, we love hearing feedback and all that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so anyways, we'll now move on. Every week we go through each person and kind of f- try and figure out where their story sort of go and what it means for them. Uh, this doesn't necessarily mean whether they'll do the what or not, but just kind of how we think their story has gone. Uh, so, first up, we always do this alphabetically, which means Angela, I think, has been the first one every single week. Yeah, Shocking to me because I'm shocked she's still here.
0: <laughs> yep, she had a nearly invisible episode.
1: And yeah, it was. I put her invisible.
0: Well, she said one thing, and I'm always hesitant to put people as invisible anyway, but yeah, not a good look ever, not a good look at Final
1: Ten. Yeah, Final Ten when not only that like file 10 when you're going to a vote that's 5 people yeah and like you're only competing with screen time with Chelsea Donathan, Jenna <laughs> and Sebastian and you get a, <laughs> invisible oh boy real bad look. um granted I do think she is my my pick to make the final six of these invisible completely ignored characters like i think she is the one who actually has a story
0: yeah yeah we have been getting like i said there's that pattern we should be expecting a lot of content from her next episode if it holds up but Mm -hmm. we do get little bits about her family and um how she thinks she's playing the game it's not always the most um well read or anything but she's there
1: yeah, she's unaware and she's not afraid to do things, to stir the pot and all that stuff. I don't know if they tell us about her, if that about her, if she isn't this one who rises above the other ones. Uh, maybe that does, but you can tell they at least like her more from production standpoint than the other two. Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming she's more relevant, so I do think she has a little bit more longevity. I still think she could be a losing finalist. Um, I don't think the other two could be losing finalists, so that's I think... one thing for me.
0: Even if she is a losing finalist, though, it's very much in that Troy-Zan vein of... Yes. Yeah, but what did you do?
1: Yeah, like, like no one's going to consider voting for her. And, like, it'll be her and a duo or something, if it's the final three. Yeah. Everyone's like, mmm, sorry, Angel. <laughs> you want to cast your vote? <laughs> come, just come join us, it's the final two. <laughs> yep, that's about all to say on Angel, I think. Yeah,
0: I agree. Like, she
1: completely gone in this episode. So I next just...
0: up is... She's an interesting character based on what we thought of her pre or preseason, where we are like, "Oh, Angela's first boot. Oh, Angela's going home soon in the merge, and she just keeps hanging on." So,
1: yeah, I think literally every week when we do the "Who's getting booted next" episode like thing, I've been like, "Angela's gone. There's no way. <laughs> this is finally her time." Nope, not once. Uh, and I think that will be in two years when people are talking about Ghost Island. That's gonna be the thing that they drag on this season is we're in the final eight and there's like six invisible people like yeah. uh, that's gonna i'm really worried for the episodes in the future mm-hmm. like I, we saw triple h just like nose dive i think this one has that possibility as well yeah and it was next up to chelsea oh man much more visible way more visible than angela not
0: eh, well i mean she won immunity but like we still didn't get a confessional and I she don't spoke know. like
1: three sentences didn't she
0: yeah I mean, that's doing good for Chelsea, but what a strange, strange
1: character. Yeah, I at this point, I don't get it. I'm quite frankly kind of upset that they don't show her. Uh, like, when I was watching the episode, I was like, are you serious? Like, this person has won two immunities, is in control... Has gone to quite a few tribals. Why is she completely invisible? I, like All season, we're like, she must quit. She must leave in a double boot. She must, whatever. It looks like she's here. Like, she's in the final eight. Like, there's not many excuses I buy at this point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like maybe she quits on finale night and they're really mad or something. But but she doesn't seem like that kind of person. No, like, she, I seem- yeah, she seems to be a fan.
0: Unless coffee makes her think of, like, home and that's our indication that she's gonna quit. But, I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe, I guess there is that possibility that next week at the family visit, she gets so overrun with emotions. Because I think that is the story for her, is that coffee, like, brings something out of her. And, Mm -hmm. like, she's very family-based, granted a lot of people are, but maybe that is a possibility. And if that's the case, I understand. If it's like, yeah, she quits next week, but still it's... Even if she does quit here, I feel like when you've invisible to other people, and she does seem to be at least a fan of the game, at least playing kind of well, at least good at challenges, like, I feel like you could give her more, um, I don't know. I don't really get it. Nope, me either. I was fuming after the episode, uh, like, this is just dumb, like, if, I feel like she shouldn't be ignored, but I feel like I've more come to terms with it because I do see, I guess, some possibilities for why they would be upset with her in the future. But
0: I think if she just gets voted out, I will be disappointed. But we're all kind of hoping for some sort of weird way for her to leave, whether it be a quit or um, she gets idled out or eventually. Honestly, if she get,
1: like, even if she gets idled out, like I feel like this is not. People have gotten content and been idled out, and the audience understands fine. Like. You can give her, like, one confessional. Like, she has three confessionals. Yeah. Like, that is insane. I think even three is, like, two of them were in one episode, I believe. It's just like, come on. Like, what are you doing here? Give her, like, she must have something to say. Like, I just don't get it. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Let's move on to Dominic. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea makes me sad because I feel like she doesn't deserve this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, dominic another good episode for him i mean he had bits where there's the dominic wants to flip on wendell thing if he has to or um yeah, yeah i would I, agree this was a okay. good episode overall i think it looks really good
1: yeah no like this episode when i first like i said when i first watched it i was like oh okay so dominic's the winner season's over uh, <laughs> what are we gonna talk about on the podcast but on a rewatch, i did notice those kind of warning signs a little bit more um but i think we, let's talk about the positives first uh, he gets to talk about his family, yes. which he hasn't brought up since the first episode.
0: Yeah, that's a. Especially right before the family visit. I think that's a nice look for him. Definitely agree with that. Um, I think his banter at the immunity challenge was good. Like I said, I think he's just generally calmer now that Chris is gone, and where he could have been a little bit overbearing at first. Now he's fun, and. Yeah, and like when he got,
1: like, the. Like David's immunity idol thing, like that was a fun scene. It wasn't even like he was malicious or being tricky. He wasn't even like this is gonna be the change the game. I'm gonna play really well with this. And he's like I'm the right person because I think this is kind of fun and like it's a very like jovial, friendly Dominic. It's like your friendly neighborhood Dominic. Um, yeah, way different, honestly. And I do think there is a chance that this is a like a Ken McNichol Brad kind of thing, but I, I, I think that's also a possibility with Wendell still. Uh, and that like I think they both could just completely implode at some point. Um and I do think the worst thing for him is saying that he will he's willing to flip on his number one ally. I think that's really looking into the tea leaves because when I first saw that, I was like, oh wow, he's even willing to cut Wendell. Maybe Wendell comes fifth or fourth or something and he's like the Devin, like the robbed goddess. Dominic just slides into the end with two goats and unanimous vote greatest winner of all time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a real coronation edit. Um, but I think at this point, I am a little bit more doubtful than I was when I first left the episode. Um Yeah,
0: yeah, it really is sort of just this constant, like, three-way battle between him and two others,
1: and... Oh, for me, it's... For me, it is now a strong two-way battle, but, well... Mm. Like, for me, it's Dominic or Wendell. I don't... This episode, for me, was too bad for Laurel. Like... Really? Yeah, like, to me, this, this episode was... It wasn't bad, it was just not good enough hmm. I feel like so many times we've been like she just needs a little bit more next week and I feel like like time is running out you know interesting Um uh, but yeah for Dominic like it's it, it's cool that he won an immunity that's I don't know that's good for him um I kind of didn't expect that yeah oh this is actually right on point so in the immunity challenge, they're bantering like Dominic and Wendell are bantering. Oh right, yeah. And Wendell says, "You can't beat me," and I'm like, "Oh, Wendell, I can beat you." Mm-hmm. And that is some scary foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, that really was for me was the moment where I'm like, okay, just lock it in. Like if the season is telling us that Wendell thinks he can beat Dominic, but he can't, that is worrying because that was super focused on. That was subtitled. That was everything. I was like, oh, no, oh, no. I think that is actually the single best moment, and I I almost forgot it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's all I have to say on Dominic. I think now he's just getting kind of what we expect if he's going to win this. Like, Mm -hmm. a really good version of that.
1: Yeah, and, like, for me, saying that he's going to be his number one competitor, for me, really on the board, is, like, they do that foreshadowing sometimes. Like, you Mm -hmm. get, like, Sabrina talking about, like, no one cares about second place. You get, like, they do... That all the time, that's one of the most important things that you should be paying attention to, and that's what the episode told us, and I was like, yeah, for me it is, Dominic was a great episode for Dominic. Like, really, really perfect if he's gonna be our winner. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I'm saying that, like, I, th- I maybe we should, um, I think, like, my number one complaints with Dominic throughout the season were, in the pre-merge, like, to, recap kept being like and people were easily fooled by dominic's pathetic fake idol and he's overplaying and all that stuff but it seems to have completely gone away i don't know what that means
0: i think it's just like the power of the chris versus dom thing and Mm -hmm. now that that's gone away um i i don't know if i like dominic's winner edit if he does win for the future of the show necessarily definitely agree. but i think he's an okay winner
1: yeah, like I, I, do think there is a reason that we don't usually see the most overexposed person win, like the most visible person win. Um, I think because like one that makes it less fun for future seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're just gonna be looking for who has the most confessionals, and like at this point Dominic has by far the most confessionals, yes. like almost two to th- two to one, three to one, which is nuts. Uh, I think that is actually for me still the number one reason he is less likely to win. Like, like all of his percentage is basically like. He's too visible. Does that matter? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, next up is Donathan, who almost uh, had a terrible episode. <laughs> what an
0: awful episode. Yeah. Um, Just constant contradiction. Uh, he starts, I think, when he's talking to Michael about how he's not going to use the idol. Um, he knows it's going to be Jenna, not him. He talks to Jenna about using the idol on her, and then he goes back and just uses the idol on himself to no avail. And yeah. Just, I think he had a lot of one bad decision content this episode where... Uh, I agree. It just didn't look good.
1: And yeah, maybe he'll need that idol and he won't have it. Something like that. Yeah. And it's a possibility. Uh, I really do think this was a really bad episode for him. And I think at this point, I'm willing to say he's a bad player. Like, he's not good at this game. Uh, yeah. And he's making it far. Like, I think he's making it far and so they're justifying it a little bit. But if he makes the end, I think they're going to roast him. Like, I never thought i would say this pre-merge but i think if he makes the end he's he's tie right like yeah
0: yeah i think that's where he fits in i think it's a little harder to do that i mean just on the editing we've seen i don't know how you sort of say oh Jonathan, these are the bad moves you've made other than his idol play tonight but yeah i guess him just flat out denying michael the ability to borrow the yeah. idol. <laughs> It was just so blunt. But I mm-hmm. guess what else are you going to say in that situation? But it really yeah, shocked no, me, coming from him especially.
1: And, like, they could have just not shown that. You know, yeah. you know like, that's something they could easily not show because I'm sure he said that a bunch. like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's all kinds of things like that, little tiny moments, uh, and they chose to show that one it was just like, Donathan looks kind of mean to our underdog that we've been loving all season. Like, it's really not a good look. Uh, I think at this point, maybe we were supposed to take, like, Bradley saying Donathan's out here just for a vacation more at face value than I thought. Um, I do think there is a lot of this kind of stuff where I think Donathan's getting a better edit than he probably is deserving, actually, on the beach. And I think we've been kind of tracking that, but kind of in the background. Like, um... Last week, uh, he finds that idol with Malolo, and it's like, wait, I thought Donathan was a secret agent, but not actually with Malolo, and it's like, oh, no, he actually is with Malolo, and the show's telling us he's not, and now at this point, he's not even really putting himself in a good position, like, if he does view the world as Malolo versus Navidi, which it seems to be at this moment what he views it as... He's just letting them die. You know what I mean? He is, I don't know. To me, it's clear at this point that he's not really a good player at all.
0: Yeah, he got, when Jenna was talking to Chelsea and Sebastian about the vote, Sebastian was like, he's the vote flipper no one wants. And I know it's a distraction so that Jenna doesn't question things, but still, it's not a good look that you want people just wanting to say that.
1: Oh yeah, 100% yeah Uh, and yeah like
0: i think if he does make it to the end it's just not like you weren't really you didn't have the game these other players had like what did you even do
1: yep i i do think there is a chance maybe he is this one bad decision person it's not this one it could be something else uh but i think that is definitely a possibility that like he completely messes up his game just like ty did and he even gets ty's idol which is kind of a funny little uh note but um And he gets to the end, maybe he does make Final Tropic Council, he gets up on stage, zero votes, Sia comes up and gives him $50,000. <laughs> I think that is on the table. Uh, I don't. I think that's his highest payout, Uh I think that's a possibility. Like, I think it's a pretty high possibility.
0: Yeah, yep, that's about all I have to say for Donovan.
1: Yeah, me as I well. I know a lot of
0: people still are like, he's such a good edit, but I just can't see it at this point. There's so many like flaws and contradictions and...
1: And I think the weirdest thing is, from my research, as you will, uh, it seems to have rebounded after this episode, and I do not get that, because I think this was a terrible episode for Donovan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, anyways, uh, on to another person who had a beyond terrible episode. If anyone thinks Kellen is winning, eliminate her from your list, just so, like, if you want the cool points, you know? Like, we, <laughs> we often say, like, don't worry about the cool points, just, it's for fun don't put Kellen on your list, please, please.
0: <laughs> I see a...
1: so many people with Kellen as, like, number two, because it's, like, people are still saying she's, like, Michelle Fitzgerald, and I'm like, no, no.
0: It's such an interesting character, this person who's just so committed to tribal lines, even when, the like, they referenced to the jury once, and it was, like, Chris and Libby are over there. Or not Chris and Libby, Chris and Desiree. More Navidis than not, and still she holds on to it. it's it's so obvious that the show is like not wanting you to think this is a thing like their one alliance that they've been playing
1: up is two navidis and two malolos Mm -hmm. the only alliance and the spokespersons for navidi in the past was bradley like dirt and sand bradley (laughs) that was the spokesperson like this is real bad and it's just, like, Kellen inherited Bradley's edit, at this point, I'm willing to say. Um, and she's just, she's malfunctioning. She doesn't view the world as it is. And that's the story for her, is she has no perception at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if production's mad at her and they're, like, Kellen, we, what kind of superfan does this? Like, <laughs> what kind of superfan goes on the show and, like, Pagongs against their best interest. Like, like <laughs> rages against voting blocks and trust clusters and interesting gameplay. And, like, like I'm sure they are very disappointed in how this turned out.
0: I do want to say, I think, like, everyone is being mean to Kellen at this point. Like, a lot, a lot of the internet fan community is against her. And I just think you gotta make sure you're taking into account she's on an island starving and she's oh, not yeah, seeing like... all the angles that we're seeing and just... Even though we think it's just not good gameplay, like, I understand where she might be getting those perceptions.
1: Oh, yeah, no, and, like, the thing is, I'm sure that of all the people on this cast, if I were to meet them in real life, I would like Kellen the most. Uh, she, were, like, preseason, she was my favorite between her and Wendell. Um, I, I couldn't decide, and I was like, I'm gonna go with Wendell. Uh, but Kellen, to me, is somebody who I'm sure is a lovely person, and I'm, like, it really does seem that way. Yeah, and she
0: can she can be funny at times. Like Kellen Keller is great. Like Mm -hmm. her confessional when she thinks Michael has an idol, she like goes like, "Gosh darn it!" and it's just perfect. I don't know. I like her. I wish she she would be my favorite
1: person if she wasn't the pagong robot. You know what I mean? Yeah. If she wasn't completely hell bent on pagonging it. all interest. If it wasn't so epic to Pagong, I would be loving her because I do find her charming. Yeah. But it's almost how charming she is with the story she's getting that drives me nuts. You know what I mean? It's like th- yeah. this is she's getting like the Ryan all rich, like, look at me, I'm in a turtleneck, aren't I funny? Ha ha. ha. Pagong, Pagong. Like it's <laughs> it's very like um uncanny where it's like I'm supposed to be liking this person who's making the jokes and stuff, but they're they're talking like a villain. But uh. yeah,
0: they're a super fan, and I know sometimes there are problems with super fans, but this is a really legitimately funny one. But they're just not doing fun super fan things.
1: Yeah, like they're like the issue is like they're a super fan who is playing like that mom who gets cast who ruins the season like the Sunday or something who just like <laughs> doesn't do anything and like just wants to like chill out like you know what I mean? It's like she's occupying two archetypes kind of at once of like the blind follower and the super in your face willing to make big moves super fan and it's like you can't sell me both of these things <laughs> like, yeah
0: it's like her she's a strategic archetype but her strategy is to Pagong. and those yeah, she's don't like, play together well
1: you know what it is she's like a super fan if they were playing on survivor borneo like yeah she's like richard hatch but like you know what it is it's like People often say like, what if Richard Hatch played 10 seasons later? maybe he wouldn't have been a good at the game and blah blah blah. Maybe this is what it looks like. It's just it's somebody who's trying to begog in a world that's like guys, we don't even like the, like we don't even like each other like what are we doing? Uh, I think anyway yeah a lot
0: of super fans are also shown in underdog situations. and mm-hmm. so there's a lot to it's troubling to have her in a
1: overdog position kind of yeah exactly like it's like often their stories is like think of Ceree being like i got off the couch and i'm scared of leaves and now i'm gonna try and uh, despite my inadequacies i'm gonna manage to use my strategic gameplay to sneak my way to the end and kellen it's like you don't even get that like you don't even get like she's bad at that kind of stuff which is an easy way to make like get sympathy and stuff uh just like yep she's in the she's in the driver's seat and she's driving herself off a cliff and is loyal (laughs) to a crazy fault like it's (laughs) <laughs> it's she's a great character i must say it's just yeah i get why they make her the villain i think it's a genius move to do this mm-hmm. i think at this point she is the villain like i think we were correct she is the villain
0: what a like light villain though like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, it's a fun villain like she's, she's not she's like the a villain bad, that gets yeah she's not a bad person she's just bad at this particular iteration of survivor mm-hmm.
1: exactly like she's not a bad person she's like not all villains have to be like mustache twirling Scott Pollard being mean people. Yeah, they could just be the, they're the barrier to the the fun, the more fun and exciting option. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's enough for Kelly, I think. Like she's not winning. Well, I guess. Do you think she could be a final tribal council loser? Like I don't even at this point. Like I I I don't know. Um, to, to me she's eighth to sixth, maybe fifth.
0: I think if she is in the final tribal council, it's hilarious. Because she's going to be like, I stayed VD strong, and I'm here, and I made so many changes before this game, and I'm here. And then everyone on the jury is just like, did you not see everything that was going on behind the scenes? So. Oh my
1: god, I hope she's in the end. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. That's going to be hilarious. They're going to d- d- eviscerate her. Like... She is gonna be roasted so hard, and then you know what? A cool person gets a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, whatever. That's that is actually my new preferred option. I think like, it's possible. Is Kellen
0: the cool person? Like, yeah, I think she's okay. She is a cool, okay, yeah, I, just I think she's a remember cool person. the payouts and okay,
1: yeah. Um, and in addition, uh, we did get like the repeat. Like we talked about this weeks ago, months ago, maybe. Um, of. Kellan literally getting, like, a repeat confessional, talking about her divorce and, like, becoming a better person and all, blah, blah, blah. Um, That makes sense to be a Final Tribal Council loser, honestly. I called it back then, and, yeah, you know what? Let's go with it. Let's lock that in. She's going to be a Final Tribal Council loser, and it's going to be the best moment of all time.
0: I don't know. It's interesting because a lot of... There's not much being forecast. Like, I don't know who would go next episode, really, or, like, where a lot of these people are shaking out, so... How exactly a Kellen leaves is interesting,
1: so. Well, clearly everyone views her as, like, big and threatening. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just, like, she's threatening. This is a boring episode. <laughs> that Ooh, would, yeah, that would be really boring. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's enough for Kellen. I hope she is actually, I hope she makes it farther, because, like, her in the Final Tribal Council, infinitely more entertaining than Sebastian being there, infinitely more entertaining than Chelsea being there or Angela. So, I guess that's my hope. Uh, I have to weirdly root for Kellen.
0: We didn't talk about this when we did Chelsea because we didn't think it, but, like, there is that crazy, crazy theory that this is the season they just go completely off the rails and decide maybe Chelsea can do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, like, what if they just decide that randomness is better than storytelling is always a possibility. Uh, I don't know. I think even Chelsea, like, even... (laughs) Might be too much, like
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just one of those theories you make when you're not happy with how the season's going. Oh yeah. Um, onto Laurel. So we are at of two
1: minds on Laurel it seemed. Um you, you go first, you're more positive.
0: Yeah, I would say this is an okay episode for her. Um, with everyone going to tribal and it being split into two, I think that divides the content a bit more. And what Laurel got, especially in the contrast to what Kellen was getting, I think it was okay. Like Laurel was like, I need to vote Kellen in case it's me. I don't want to be another Libby. So it's very standard, and I don't think that's bad for Laurel. Like, Not anything great. Still don't think she's, like, top of my contenders list. But I definitely don't want to eliminate her. Especially with this new added bit of Dominic going against Wendell. And then in some way... Yeah, she could maybe reap
1: the benefits of that, maybe. If it's, like, a war. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, if Dominic... Like, I guess the only situation I see where Laurel wins is if Dominic turns on Wendell early. And, like, early... uh, You know, maybe before Final Travel. Like, if... Um... Basically, if, like, Wendell comes sixth or something, I think Laurel Spikes is my winner pick. But other than that, I don't see it. I guess I really can't forecast that until Final Tribal Council, so I shouldn't... Or, not Final Tribal Council, uh, finale finale episode. So maybe I shouldn't eliminate her, but to me, I just don't see that as a particularly likely situation. Because I do think still... The only way for her to win is if everyone hates Dominic, and maybe she's with Kellen or something. Maybe Dominic-Kellen-Laurel is the one that she can win. Maybe,
0: but I still think Dominic has a good shot there. Like, the groundwork's been laid where he can get rid of Wendell and say, this is why I did it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, I, I definitely do agree with that. It's just, I don't know. If he is, like, Russell Hans 2.0, that, and that's the thing, is I can't see Laurel beating Wendell, then that's the number one reason I don't see her winning, is, like, I don't know how she gets to the end without Wendell. I don't know how, like, I don't think they've told us a story where she could beat Wendell. mm mm-hmm. uh, So if Wendell leaves, she spikes for me.
0: Yeah. The biggest thing right now is whether Laurel or Wendell is second on my list. Dominic is definitely first,
1: but I don't oh, wow. know. I don't know which of those two I would put ahead. For me, it's, I think this episode was enough to make me put Wendell number one still keep keep that hold, but it's like fifty fifty for me. It's like fifty percent of the win equity on Wendell. Let's do fifty one for just entertainment's sake. Forty nine on Dominic, and I don't know. Yeah, uh, but for Laurel, like. For me, this episode was a little bad because she believed he had an idol. It seemed so her awareness gets a little shot, which has mm. been a good thing for her all season. Is she has been always aware? Uh, Dominic is the only one who notices that he does not have one, which is not good. Uh, granted, I think she. I think Laurel's a very capable player who's playing a losing game. Uh, yeah. Like, To me, she really seems like she might be, like, my winner pick if she comes back. Because, like, she clearly has the ability of, like, managing both sides and is clearly doing that very well. But I think the issue is she's siding with the side that beats her.
0: Yeah, because it's interesting how, like, even though there's this secret alliance going on, it constantly feels like she's just next on the list. Mm -hmm. And I I know she plays it up at Tribal Council. Like, every Tribal Council she'll go to, she'll say, oh, the Malolos are just being picked off one by one, woe is me. Which is good
1: gameplay, but... Unless she's wrong and that is what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like people often talk about, like, a Kim Spradlin or something who made everyone think that her deal with them was the real one. And then we laugh at Kat Ederson leaving and crying and talking about Tarzan being like, oh, I can't believe she liked her tarzan more but the thing is is like we laugh at those people but then we don't question when somebody's like oh i i'm sure that uh, it's a pogonging i'm gonna pre- pretend i'm a peg- being pogonged like if she leaves like next like, like that's she totally a possibility have
0: the one bad decision
1: <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like her over trusting of this four person alliance could be her downfall i don't think it will be but like, I think it is a little dangerous to be, like, oh, excellent gameplay because we see this stuff all the time. We saw it with Jenna this week. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um... But other than that, like, with her story, like, I do think she has a reactive story. And so she needs, like, this super villain at the end. And, like, Kellen fits that, I guess. So, like, if somehow Kellen and, like, Chelsea or something are there, I could see her winning. But it just doesn't seem like that's on the cards for yeah, how she gets um, there.
0: I mean, a big, big problem is that They just voted against each other at this tribal council. So uh, why they would be at the end together is kind of mystifying.
1: And, like, the only other one who has that kind of upside is maybe Dominic. And I just... It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I I feel like they've told us, like... I feel like casuals would be mad if Dominic loses to Laurel. Hmm. Possibly. But maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I just think, like, every week she hasn't had quite enough. Yeah.
0: I feel like she's getting enough now. But there are those gaps pre-merged that are questionable.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I think she's possible. Maybe I shouldn't eliminate her. I'll give her, like, 1%. Because I do think there is, like, a weird world where, like... Again, it's mostly if Wendell leaves early. Leave, which I still don't think is going to happen. Like, I don't know. I would bet that Dominic is cut trying to cut Wendell more than the opposite.
0: I mean, she's definitely your third, right? Like Yeah, she's definitely my third. Who do you even consider at this point other than... Yeah, really, like, side? other than
1: those three... Donathan is not winning. Kellen's not like, winning. Chelsea's not I winning. Mean, Kellen's not winning. Yeah. Angela's not winning. Sebastian's not winning. Yeah. So it's it's those ones. She's so she's three, but it's like a like not really. That doesn't really mean yeah. anything. Yeah. You
0: can get to the end. Laurel can win, and then you can look back and be like, the pieces were there. Yes. Whereas like if anyone else wins, it's like, but why? why yeah. Then it's that like Survivor bad. Editors?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add about Laurel? Like for me, her she's so reactive it's hard to talk about her because her big moments are reacting to Chris acting stupid. It is her like it's never active and i think that is very likely to be if she makes it to the end what they pick on her for yeah
0: i think it is less about flipping though because maybe she doesn't need it because if things play out as we anticipate and that four comes to power people will be like oh that's where and i think maybe i'm getting audience and players in the game confused
1: i don't know but maybe okay so maybe what happens is like maybe this is laurel's winner story is okay so next week they boot sebastian the, fo- the four is now in control you know what i mean from now on the four is in control mm-hmm. um so say they boot sebastian or chelsea or something one of those two and then the next week kellen's like what like what's happening i need to scramble i need to get things together hey laurel you can't beat these two and then maybe the story is Laurel and Don- Donathan flipping away from Wendell and Dominic. Hmm, that would be interesting. I think that is possible, and that is probably Laurel's best chance. Yeah, is any upside for Kellen improving her game? Maybe reaching uh, a olive branch out. Underdog Kellen, basically, I think, is Laurel's best chance. I think that's possible. Like we did get Wendell and Dominic being like, "Yeah, everyone knows we're a duo." uh so what they voted the, wendell's like they've tried to vote me out before let's see him do it again ha 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 like could be possible
0: i think if you also think that dominic flipping away from wendell there was discussion that it could end both their games if laurel drags dominic with her it gets wendell out but then it also is the reason
1: dominic loses mm-hmm. yeah no that yeah. makes 100 percent sense to me and yeah honestly like maybe the reason that they have only showed the four personal lions is because they really want it to be clear when someone flips on it. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? Yeah, no. I, I'm putting Laurel back on my list. I'm going to give her 30... No, 20% equity. <laughs> and I'll divide the other two somehow. 40, 40, 20. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that's possible. Because I doubt they want just this one alliance. Like, I doubt they want a Pagonging to turn into a... This alliance is now effectively Pagonging. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure there's a- more story to it than that.
0: It's weird to just be like, oh, this one pagonging is bad but this other alliance that's okay maybe yes. it's built on trust but i don't really get the impression that it's equal trust between all parties
1: yeah no i get that 100 okay cool uh so yeah no i think that's kind of interesting is yeah whatever in this podcast i uh raised laurel stock 20%, <laughs> uh because i think that is very likely because why would they tell us the story of how two pogongs happened. I feel like it'll be maybe a next, like next week, might be a little bit of a snore, but maybe the week after is gonna be lightning. You know, I mean? maybe that's because like Laurel, so much of Laurel's content is based on flipping. So much of Donathan's content is based on being indecisive. Yeah, that still hasn't really paid off. And there's been a lot of content of like Donathan likes Chris, Laurel likes Dominic. Um, will Donathan flip on Laurel? Like maybe Donathan and Laurel. Th- like split up somehow uh it doesn't actually make sense no they would have to flip together i don't know (laughs) interesting i don't know i think that's a possibility uh and i guess that is how laurel wins like dominic gets brought as a like disgraced goat who flipped on wendell um and kellen's there as girl who thinks she's gonna win and then they're like kellen you're delusional and then (laughs) dominic you're a bad person laurel yeah you're fine Mm. okay that's enough for laurel right yeah. Yeah. We need all right. to
0: move on to Sebastian. <sighs> I think the biggest disappointment is that nothing panned out between Sebastian and Jenna on the show. Like Sebastian yeah. was just so ready to get her
1: out. He pushes for it. Uh I don't know why they showed us that scene of uh Jenna tricking him beforehand. I don't know why they've I, I don't get anything of what they're doing with Sebastian. Like yeah. it's like, you could even just show him fishing sometimes, and people would consider him higher up than they'd have ever done. I mean, like, if in episode four, after those funny confessionals, you just had him, like, have a fishing scene. Yeah. People probably consider him as a possible winner contender. You don't completely ignore somebody, and people might believe in it.
0: Yep, absolutely. But now he's just such a confusing character like i don't even understand where he would go or why he would go like laurel this is the same thing i've been saying every week
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like at this point he has outplaced two of ozzy's performances um two of malcolm's performances like a lot of this kind of archetype like he's pretty close up there with jay in terms of uh, placement like he seems entertaining i don't know why he's not getting anything i guess like because he just serves the and they're punishing that i guess i don't know I don't have much to say, and that sucks, because I thought he mm-hmm. was going to be a fun character. Yeah. Yeah, we're lumping him
0: in with Angela and Chelsea now, when the season didn't start that way. hmm
1: And that's unfortunate. And, like, even comparing him to Angela is unfair, which is the saddest part. Like, <laughs> he is with Chelsea. He's not... Yeah. Angela is on another tier. Like, Angela is like... Angela would fit in a normal season. Like, if there weren't an abundance of uh, Invisibles... I feel like Angela's a normal under-the-radar player. Like, a Mm -hmm. normal, somewhat ignored, nothing super standout-ish. Sebastian's less visible than her. Sebastian's on... Like, Sebastian's gonna go down as one of the least visible males ever, probably. Like, that's bad. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have much to say about Sebastian. Yeah. Me either. (laughs) The seafood entrepreneur himself. Yeah. Okay,
0: next up is Wendell. Wendell. I don't have much to say about him either really no, i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, he's got no chance with
0: <laughs> yeah uh this was definitely good i was glad to see he was getting content when I sort of feared that he might really go brad or ken and just go to the background i don't know if it was the best content though like maybe that last week just has me really paranoid about it but yeah his
1: last like this was not great content it was good content it was it's Mostly worrying because of the UTR2 last week. Like, because of the very low, the, the invisible week. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't there. Yeah. Um. So, it's still not the best. Uh. It's still not great that he's still kind of talking about, like, it's never good that he still seems to have a lack of awareness. He's like, me and Dom are good to the end. And then Dom's like, I'm willing to cut him. Like, we're getting a lot of that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, like we talked him. about
0: at the challenge, he was like, you can't beat me. And then Dominic
1: does. Yeah, all that stuff is making our sort of pet theory of him being the Ken McNichol, like the secret weirdo, uh, a possibility. Like, I do think it is very likely that he he is obsessed with the building. Like, I really do think Wendell the Builder, who completely self-destructs and doesn't know what's going on in the game because he's building all the time, is really on the table still. Yeah. Um, like, we talked a lot about it last week, but, like, um, in addition to that, like, uh, I think it, it was, like, it wasn't front and center or anything this episode, but I think this was enough that I would buy that being uh, how it shakes out even still. Like, and, and maybe that's some confirmation bias, but, like, it still seems on the table. Yeah. Someone on
0: Reddit, Mildly 4, talked about how, uh, I don't remember at which table it was, but he talked about the you Morgan. have to leave the kitchen
1: and yeah and like sometimes you have to leave the kitchen and go in the living room and like there was all this kind of weird mention and i was like why is this yeah. being shown it makes so much sense if the story is somebody was so obsessed with building these rooms and like kitchens and chairs like their camp looks beautiful mm-hmm. but maybe it's at the expense of this game i think it's 100 percent on the table that he gets to the end and they're like you never even talk to us mm-hmm. it's worrying it's worrying but again his content other than that if that is not true if that is not how this story goes i think he is our winner it's just it has that danger zone of the complete self-destruction
0: yeah i mean he's
1: still on there lots of good stuff but he's still my number one but it's like shaky ground it's i'm like i'm nervous saying it like i'm like Oh yeah, Wendell's still my number one, and it's like like I get like I like blush a little bit because I'm like, oh, am I making a terrible mistake? Very one very bad decision can get rid of all <laughs> your credibility. Yeah,
0: very interesting edit. Uh, yeah, I can see it winning, but also some strange choices.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's so hard to say, um, and like it'd be kind of interesting if. The decoy is the thing hiding behind the meat shield. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of an interesting thing of how the, if say Dominic is our winner and Wendell is because then Wendell was effectively the decoy for the super visible thing when it, traditionally this works the opposite. I yeah, it's kind of kind of funny.
0: Well, I think inherently there are two like meat shields. That strategy means you get rid of them before
1: the end because they mm-hmm. are
0: quick to win. So.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's totally on the table. Is like, He talks about how Dominic's his shield, and then the jury's like, he's there. Like, <laughs> Good mm-hmm. shield. <laughs> still can't see you behind it. I'm still going to cast a vote at that shield. Yeah. Not you. Shield's doing a really good job blocking my votes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't actually have a whole lot to say about Wendell this week, because it's still like this was good enough content I guess yeah I don't know and the fact that I have left not a whole lot to say is actually making me think I maybe should flip Dominic and Wendell but well like you said I think that's like maybe a consequence of
0: this episode there's just because it was split into two groups of five you did need more focus on everyone especially with that split vote on the orange group mm-hmm So, a lot of it was, like, just strategy talk, and yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think this is just something I I just remembered. Uh, The plan he gives to Laurel is actually one that, if Michael did have an idol, would have resulted in Laurel leaving, because he says, just throw a vote on Laurel, or throw a vote on Kellen Laurel. And then on the revote, we'll vote her out if Michael does have the idol. Um, but if Michael did have an idol, played it, negated votes for him, Kellen's two votes send Laurel home. So that's another moment where he's unaware. But I don't think the episode really focused on that. But that is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, basically, I would say, like, TLDR is... Wendell has way too many complete wrong, unaware moments. <laughs> like Yeah. But... It, it, Maybe that's just how he gets there. And I, I do think there is a chance that that different types of strength thing is, like, his social game is good, his strategic game is bad. His social better than strategic. But... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. Onto, uh, yeah, onto you? our boots, our fallen angels. Yes. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Yeah. I didn't think we would lose both of these two in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, especially Michael deserved the full episode, I think. Mm-hmm. It was just sad, like Michael what a good underdog, what a good character. I am so excited for Michael two Um mm-hmm. he's just he's fun. I loved his um what is it, uh parting thoughts or whatever where he's just like these people got fooled by an eighteen year old over and over <laughs> again. Ha ha ha, ha, ha. It's yeah. great. I'm I'm glad that he took his little bit. Like his little moment of like, like hubris, kind of like, like he's been the underdog all season, and he gets his like little like gotcha moment,
0: <laughs> and we can finally put to rest that he's winning. So oh, no, yeah. I
1: don't have to kind of
0: try to look into that. But just yeah, such no, a like, good we character. We were one
1: podcast that just never really considered that, yeah. and like paid off. I guess like
0: <laughs> I think it was just such a nice character, constant underdog, um,
1: like the age thing, like gave him. And a story all the soccer moms can go home and be like. And he's only 18. Good job, honey. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, you understand why this guy gets the edit. He's Malcolm, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and Jenna is more the question mark. I guess they just liked her. I, d- I don't really know what yeah. to say for her story, really. Like, it's bonkers.
0: I think the thing we've been talking about is why not switch Chelsea and Jenna's edits. Mm-hmm. And then everything makes a bit more sense. But, I mean, they're different people, so maybe you just can't do that.
1: Maybe Yeah, I think, yeah, at the end of the day, like, it seems like they actually liked Jenna a lot. And the reason that they had the Stephanie-Jenna thing is probably they really liked Stephanie a lot. And Jenna outlives her, and they also like Jenna a lot. So they're like, we can't show Jenna as top dog now. She, she can't be a big character all the time. So we are going to have this torch get passed down of funny character that we enjoy. And... And it's not and like she just Jenna didn't fit in as much, I guess.
0: Yeah, Jenna was never, like, a big player in things. Yeah, no, but, like,
1: uh, they gave her a consistent narrative, I think, because they yeah. liked her. Yeah. Um, and but they, they were probably rooting for her.
0: They wanted to do more. They wanted more of a Michael, but Jenna was the underdog that, like, never went to tribal council and was never in danger.
1: Yes, and talked really fast and, like, maybe, <laughs> honestly, like, maybe there's a possibility that, like... Jeff goes in and he's like, hey, you gotta give Jenna a good story. And then the others are like, dude, she gives really bad confessionals. Like, her confessionals are talking at a million words per second. Audiences is not gonna understand. So we're just gonna give, us, give her these weird, out-of-place confessionals. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably something there where, like, they liked her. Because she is, like, seriously, watch her Ponderosa. Cause yeah, she I'm- is so charismatic. She is so entertaining. She's so funny. I, mean, I hey, we yeah,
0: saw like, it, we saw it from the beginning, so.
1: Yeah, we saw it from the beginning. We, yeah, that was awesome. I was so happy when I saw that, because I was like, oh my god, we were right, she's awesome. Um, And I guess that is just why she gets this edit, I don't know. And Michael, because he was the underdog, and they were, I think you can tell production was mad at these pagongers and happy at anybody willing to try and shake it up. Obviously, people who are going to get picked off one by one are more likely to want to shake it up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if, like, any other stuff really says much about the season moving forward. Honestly, like, Michael's over-insistence on physical strength despite not ever winning a challenge is kind of a story he got, I think. Uh,
0: Yeah, maybe it's just, like, an irony because he wants to keep Gonzalez for physical strength, ends
1: up not doing it, and then goes on to lose, like, every Mm -hmm. challenge. And he says something along the lines of, like, one vote. One bad, bad vote at the start of the game can completely change the way your entire game goes. And maybe that's the story they wanted to give Michael. Oh, did he really say that? Yeah, that is, I believe, his first confessional. Well, well, Uh,
0: that kind of puts everything into place then. Once I
1: stall for a little bit as I open up the thing. Um,
0: We can just talk more about how great Jenna is. I'm very excited for that. Ponderosa
1: oh yeah uh, here episode one okay for me personally tonight I'm basing my vote off strength you know to me that's the most intelligent thing to do at the first boat, vote because we all want to win we want to get the next challenge under the belt but we want to make it that much further and not worry about all this so early I think Gonzalez is somebody we can easily do down the line but the first vote is huge because it could affect our entire game Huh. Uh, and with this being Ghost Island I feel like it's a double whammy if you make a bad decision here it could haunt me for life <laughs> what a yeah. confessional to sum up Michael's game yeah uh, I think that's the thing. Is like that's the kind of stuff why the premiere is so important in Survivor is they do set these things up yeah. right away. Anything they can. And when Michael says this and then continue, goes on to play the game he did, they're like, "Oh, we're putting that whole thing in there." Like they're you can tell they're excited by that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't have a whole lot to say about these two. I think. They liked them is basically why they got the story. And they both got little stories of like, like Jenna's had all this stuff a bit like you can be on the bottom and then all of a sudden you're on the top. And she brought that up again this episode because mm-hmm. she was trying to shake it up into this big move to get Donathan out. Yeah. So I think they were like, good job, Jenna. You made a big move. Well, you'll get some content. Oh, and it was so close to working. So close. Uh. I wish that happened. That would have been awesome. Even mm-hmm. though Jenna probably just leaves the next week. Yeah. <laughs> and Donathan has more longevity, but whatever. It would have been worth it. Okay. Uh, I think that's good for all the people. Uh, again, if we missed anything, feel free to yell at us. Um, so now, for who do we think is gonna leave next? Uh, I'm gonna go with Chelsea. Shocker. Yeah,
0: I feel like Chelsea. If you look at all the hypotheticals, it makes the most sense whether she like weirdly quits, which I don't get why you'd quit after you're seeing your family. Like, I don't. Either. That's the boost you need to get like 10 more days in this game. after you've made it 29 so but also just i think the writing is going to be on the wall for her to be pushed as a big threat i agree
1: yeah like i feel like she's in the boat where it's like if she loses the challenge i think she could go Mm mm-hmm Desiree already said something along the lines of, like, Michael's really good at challenges. Uh, it, it'll be easy to just push him as a boot. Michael never actually won any challenges. Chelsea did. Yep. Season gave us a little uh, motif of how somebody could go like that.
0: Or I think if things begin to turn against Kellen and she wins immunity, they'll be like, oh, Chelsea's one of her numbers, so...
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, okay, so my winner contenders are number one, Wendell, number two, Dominic, number three, Laurel, not considering anybody else. How about you?
0: I go number one, Dominic, number two, Laurel, and number three, Wendell. Also Ooh, not massive disparity.
1: Okay, so I mean, the cumulative I think is still Dominic number one, uh, which is scary.
0: Yeah, he was not on my list
1: before uh, episode nine ever, mm-hmm. so I don't know. <laughs> Yikes. And I think it is important for me. At the end of the day, I keep telling myself the pre merge tells you the winner. Merge makes you doubt. Pre merge tells you the winner. Merge makes you doubt, and that's why Wendell holds on for me.
0: Yeah, but I think the stuff that Dominic got pre merge is just getting put into better context as it's not like I agree. I
1: agree. Yeah, like it's like the the merge for Dominic is uncovering and rationalizing his pre merge. Especially, and I don't know what you, that means.
0: If you have a season where. You have this Chris versus Dom war that ends right at merge.
1: Yep. I, I do think for that reason, it's different. And that's why I do consider what Dominic so high, but I'm being a little bit of a stubborn old fashioned person and sticking to my guns there. I do agree that there is a huge functional difference in this season compared to other ones, but I do think still Wendell's premiere for me is beautiful. And just when I scrolling scrolling through the confessionals again, I was like, Oh, glorious. <laughs> so anyways, that is our show. Um, We have a website, uh, thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There's a contact form. Or you can email us directly at thewinneredit at gmail.com. No S on that one. We can't afford the S for the Gmail. Um, So, yeah, if if you want to yell at us, give us ideas, whatever. Do that. Uh, Please leave a review on iTunes. Uh, We we hear it helps. Last we checked, we didn't have enough reviews to know if we had
0: got any, so...
1: Yeah, it's, we, we're we in the, uh, like, unsure zone, where I, there could be, like, ten of you reviewing us, and if so, thank you, but we can't see them yet, because iTunes has some sort of limit, uh, or opposite of a limit, um, minimum needed, Yeah. Uh, Tell your friends if they would enjoy this kind of thing. It is a little bit of a niche idea, but it's it's fun. I don't know. It's it's a it's a fun way for me to view the show anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, like I said, I think I'm actually just like liking the show more because I have
1: gotten so into it. Oh yeah, same here. Uh, and yeah, like that's our show. Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate all the listeners and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. We will see you next episode. Peace. All the girls
1: are coming together and we're spinning the guys around as much as we can. And then we're devouring them, one at a time. I'm gonna win for a million dollars. So I guess my nickname's Fabio. <laughs>